Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to mark out No So for TLC. We get a No So No So. There's gonna be a lot of that. Uh, we get we're gonna talk about Raw's all time low in ratings. They're getting to WWE standards, if not lower. <laughs> From what I read about what happened last night, they deserve that rating very much. <laughs> yes, they do. So let's get into it. But first, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm a, and I'm alongside here with the Human Russian Database, Corey Mack. I hate everyone and fuck the holidays. Where's that? Yeah. Uh, no, so's living legend, Mike Bubel. It's showtime, folks. Uh, Devin Dahlberg, you're back. Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yes, Guess who's back? Yes, who's back? All right, guys. First things first. How's this going? Yeah, How's it I going? think I already told you how I'm going. You guys, uh, <laughs> it's Christmas next week. You guys, Man. shopping done? Fuck 2020. Uh, my last of my online Christmas presents made the way to the doorstep today. Uh, I feel like 2021 is going to be uh, <laughs> literally my last two presents I needed. I can tell. I can <laughs> tell. You, I can tell you. Um, haven't even started. So uh, I just just got rem- uh, reminded, reminded that it's next week, and I went. You know, it's the same day every year, Joe. Well, not this year, because it is 2020, That's and true. every day is the same. That is very true. It's still March, but, right? But, uh, yeah. I think me so. And a- me and Jeff Bezos, I gave him a lot of money. <laughs> kind of needs like, it. I was like, you're tonguing the same girl? Where is that going? <laughs> oh, I think he's getting those uh, anal beads for himself. You know? That's true. Heard that. I'm getting, my, I'm getting my machete to uh, fight off Nick Gage. Good luck with that. Yeah. So guys, uh, Raw last night yeah. did a great uh, 1.5. Two. Plus what? Huh? Just that? Just 1.5. Nothing else extra? Just 1.5? No, about 1.5, yeah. Mm. Uh, they drew an all-time low in total viewership, an all-time low in viewership for each hour, and an all-time low in the key demographic. This week's Raw was down 26% for the same week in 2019. Uh, furthermore, last week's AEW's Dynamite episode drew a .45 rating in the key demographic of 18 to 49, which beat out every hour of this week's Raw in that same demo. That has been coming for a while. They've been getting dangerously close, and now they've they've met. It's to the point now where ratings-wise, Raw still trounces it, but in the key demographics, AEW is killing Raw now. Uh, last so any way you look at it, it's bad for WWE. Last week's Dynamite, like a combined, got over a million in rating. Yeah. Yeah, after the... And it, nobody... Because they... How do I put this? I'm fucking stupid today. But because the TV ratings people don't um, show you the DVR plus three or whatever yeah. the fuck yeah. it's yeah. called. Mm-hmm. If you included that weekly, uh, AEW's been over a million for... About six months now. Yeah. Uh, but then, unfortunately, nobody counts that because it's still weird. People don't understand it. it it's like they do um, Wednesdays. Uh, Thursdays are the ratings day. Yeah. So then, like, at 1 o'clock every day, we see the ratings. But then that's what we go off for the whole week. But then nobody puts in DVR. Because DVR, if I recall, it will count to the rating for two days after the original air date. So it's, it's up to Friday. Because I there's think. multiple. At first there was a there's a seven day, there's a three day, there's a two day. It's very confusing. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't get even how know how TV all ratings it. work, really. And plus, that's also not including the streaming fight. Yeah. The TNT app. Um, you put all those things together. And yeah, illegal streaming. Yeah. Um, I got news for you. I've been watching it on YouTube for the last month. On Wednesday mornings, it just it's up there. In full. Yeah, you can just Google or put in their I, AEW Dynamite, yeah. and the whole episode will be there. All Elite India, always. There it is. So I'm just like, bing, there you go. That's how I watch it now. Doesn't look great. I, I mean, like it's a, it's a seven out of ten instead of a ten out of ten. But it's a, it's a, it's a Cincinnati nine. Is what, we've, what we discovered. How's <laughs> Jr. on it? <laughs> uh, what a dick. Um, but yeah, no. The 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 key point that a lot of people don't want to admit is that. They're a lot closer to competing with Raw mm-hmm. than any WWE personnel or fans, hardcore fans, want to admit. Um, especially as further Raw goes down. It's, um, and they have nobody to blame but themselves. They're putting yeah. on the most pathetic, wretched television on Monday nights. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it. I watched, full disclosure... I now only watch uh, my my raw watching. I can't even stomach the YouTube clips anymore. Yeah, mine is WTF moments with Ross on Cultaholic. Oh. That's how I watch Raw now. Uh, well, I open. I told people this. I opened Twitter yesterday at like five fifteen, and uh, I saw Miz reading a Christmas Carol or whatever. And uh, I closed my phone yeah, and just no. put it down and was like, you know, I'm all right. Like I think I think it's fair to say of all four of us. Joe has been the most staunch defender yep. uh, in the last stalwart of WWE, uh, particularly Raw lately. And he was telling me before we started that he didn't watch it, but even on the, on the twits, on the wrestling twits, it was code silence. I, I, <laughs> I, I try to follow as much as I can for the show. Yeah. And, this sh- and everybody that I follow, I follow some writers mm-hmm. and... They were even, they weren't even posting stuff about the show. They were just like, I'll see a photo or here and there, and it's like, uh, the Miss reads the night before TLC, and I'm like, not a good night already. Yeah, could we be looking at a situation where if they don't improve over the next year, and What's I'm not even, and I'm not even gonna. This isn't even an AEW yay thing. This is a WWE, damn you suck thing. If they don't improve over the next year, are we looking at the first time in? 28 years that Monday will not be the go-to day for wrestling and it'll be Wednesday by default or possibly Friday because so, Smackdown has been good I do have a question about that kind of uh, to your point honestly I felt like it became Wednesday once AEW and NXT started I agree with you because I gotta be honest we were all over here watching Raw on Mondays we I, all came over for Wednesdays I yep. agree with you but you know those hardcore staunch Raw, as as long as they still get the numbers, their people are not going to give Wednesday the credit no. ever. I th- I think it's 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 clear to me that Friday is more important than Monday now. Yes, so it's crystal clear. If you are USA Network, when do you have your come to Jesus meeting? Now, uh, from what I understand, they've been in contact within the last month with uh, hey, these ratings are not acceptable. What the hell are you doing? Because uh, at some point, like, it's a business, and, like, we're not paying you this money for this horse shit. Like, what the fuck, dude? 
Like, I fully agree with you. When your product is garbage, you do not attract the ad, which is what they want, Roth. They want the uh, the ad sponsorship. But when your product is garbage, you don't get the ad sponsorship they want. Especially since when they went back to USA in 2005 and and up till now, the deal they made is that the USA Network gets all the ad revenue, Mm -hmm. which is not how it used to be. And if you get... And your product sucks. Companies aren't going to want to associate with you. So uh, what are you doing for USA Network? And I fear, this was my second point, um, that they're going to have some meeting at some point where, like, it's not going to be with shareholders. It's going to be with Vince and the board and people at USA Network or um, Comcast, but like NBC Universal specifically. And uh, they are going to yank everything that's good about SmackDown. But then, and but I agree then with you. you piss off Fox. But then you piss off Fox, who's paying and you more then money. what do you do? They've put them, I mean, everybody's like, oh, this is so great for them. And I, a year and a half mm. ago, I was like, this is, this is bad, this is for, bad them. for them. And nobody sees it because they just see those billions. What are, you, what are you guys talking about? They have the most fans ever right, right? now. Right, the most fans ever. I love that. Exactly. Every conference call, we have more fans than we ever, more people watch than ever. So we have they, more so social say- media you know how many times some the same person can watch that over and over again? So they take after up? the uh, the guy who runs one championship in, in uh, Asia. Yep. He literally said the other day that like, oh, what the hell was it? Like 84 million people watched some fight or they something. They said 70. Like, they said they have 75 million fans weekly. That we did. Um, okay. In the Attitude Era, you didn't have that. What yeah, the right? fuck are you talking about? Like that's impossible, but they're so full into their own shit. <laughs> they're not even trying to make believable lies anymore. They're just like, oh, they're learning from the President Cheeto fuck. I mean, they're still good buddies. Well, he's, he's still president. president. Nah, dictator. But yeah, dictator Cheeto fuck. They're just doing straight up like now. Oh, man. 11 billion people watch this Raw. What are you talking about? One uh, thing that it's funny to me about Raw <laughs> is their <laughs> shitty... Ratings are rigged. Their shitty promos. Fake ratings. Their, their, shitty, their shitty promos of them promoting... You know it's Monday, so it must be Raw, and they're showing highlights of like the beer bash, Rock Taker, and then you're like, okay, so then put current day highlights. Like you don't even, got any. You couldn't even do like John Cena in the two thousands. Like oh no, he's on there. The Attitude Era. He's so, on like, there. You but see, they're, they're doing they're doing all the best highlights from Mondays. So they're they're doing like they're the the most current. A highlight that they put on the promo, it's when Lashley um, spears Strowman through the soundstage. Uh, Heyman's first night on the job. I have a bad feeling about the future of mainstream wrestling. Indie wrestling or wrestling under the bubble is going to be just fine. I do not have a bright future for mainstream wrestling because it goes in 20-year cycles. And what I mean by that is the fans who grew up loving something then they become the, mm. the the wrestlers, and they're the ones who are going to meld the next ones. Well, in the mid two thousands, everything was still okay because they those guys grew up on the eighties wrestling, which whether you like it or not, it had fundamentals and story and character. Mm-hmm. You learned those things. The guys who are coming up now and who are going to shape the next ten years, they all learned on the Hardys and the Young Bucks and Ricochet, and there's no fundamentals there. There's no storytelling. There's no creating a character. There's just high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot. Multiple kickouts. Match is done. They put lucha wrestling. Yes. In on you know primetime television. Yeah. No. It's it's a true. It's it it started in the late '90s with two of my all-time favorites, Rey Mysterio and Shawn Michaels. 
Um, they were great. However, the people who grew up watching them and, and, and learned from them didn't learn all the good traits. They just learned the high spots. <laughs> the, the, there's no selling. Uh, no. Nope. One example. Or, uh, uh, one one ex- uh, It's no sell entertainment.com. Um, there's one uh, thing that was brought about the, you know, high spots, high spots. JR. He's damn right, though. Just recently. Just went off on how people... He's getting sick and tired of... How can someone make the spear or the super kick... DDT. Lo- DDT look like a verified f- finisher while everyone's doing it? And yeah. we brought that up mul- multiple times on this show. And then he went off on the spot that happens multiple times per Dynamite, multiple times per every indie show, and sometimes in WWE, but they're better at it than... Uh, or NXT, it happens quite often. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody just clumps together outside and just stands there looking... While somebody runs while and dives. While someone does a dive. It's like, at least you could do is fucking fight until the right. guy yeah, leaves the just, turnbuckle, uh, you know, and then you can't. I it's mean, like NXT did that with War, uh, War Games... Uh, when uh, McAfee, yeah. However, they they all were fighting. However, Bobby Fish was like the prime guy on the screen, and you can see him throwing a punch. However, he is looking up, looking for McAfee. Probably yeah. because he'd already torn his tricep and didn't want to take. Yeah. I'm taking this bump alone, guys. Uh, yeah, I want to be in the further back. <laughs> yeah. Can I take the less brunt of this? Uh, but yeah, no, he, he's absolutely right. And even Darby Allen's like, yeah, no, I hate that spot. I wish people would quit doing it. Uh, so when Darby Allen's agreeing with Jim Ross on a high spot. However, and Brandon Cutler, do you see his tweet? No. Oh, I can't wait to our 14-man tag on uh, There is a Yeah, there is Twitter, a 14-man tag Where on. we all just clump up, do a lot of high spots, and wait outside to catch somebody because he was like, he's got his feelings hurt by JR's criticism. Oh, geez, uh, main event dark. Yeah, and then uh, one of the Revival guys was, imagine, imagine not listening to someone who paved the way for you to be successful just because they hurt your feelings. Uh, they, they're I mean, right. He's not wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, I will say though that Jr. needs to shit or get off the pot in terms of. I don't blame him for taking that money. Yeah, he's been quite open, and he's made a lot of money in WWE, and he's been quite open with this was the biggest money contract he'd ever signed. However, if you hate the product so much, Please. don't fucking sit there and call it. Yeah, stay at home, be a consultant. They'll still pay you the money, but get off the fucking TV because exactly. you. You're dragging it down. And even though he was right with what he said, you probably shouldn't say it so out in the open. Uh, although, I guess from what I understand, he has tried to talk to a lot of the high spot guys and they just brush him off or don't even listen. I. So, it's weird because right, he's right, but it's kind of like talking to somebody who grew up on baseball in the 60s and we have DH now. Like, yeah. Like, that's fine, but like it's just what it is now. Like We just have a DH and you just kind of have to deal with it. It's true. I just either then don't watch that. That I just, and that's why. Like I mean, I'm as old school as you can get, but I've adapted mm-hmm. because I look at it as that's a perfect analogy. Shit changes. Uh, you know, twenty years ago they said Shawn Michaels couldn't work; he was a high spot guy. Uh, you know, twenty years before that they said Ric Flair was nothing but high spots. The old timers did, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, go back to... Ric Flair's. They said so that. That's so high, funny that, now. That it's Lucha like, Ric Flair. Like, they, the guy who walks around outside for 40 minutes? That yeah. guy? They said... <laughs> they said high spots, brother. They said Buddy Rogers was all fucking, like, uh, high spots and no psychology. I mean... Owen oh, Hart was a high spot. Hmm? Owen oh, Hart was a high spot. Yeah, well. But, I mean, it's the way it is. Like, 20 years from now, the fucking Young Bucks will say that schmickety schmack schmicky schmo over here <laughs> doesn't have any psychology and can't work. 
So, what should Raw do? We it's the, it's the, give up. It's that give weekly up. question. What should WWE do uh, to boost the ratings? They should do nothing. What you what USA should do? Kick is them take off. them off the air. Kick both NXT and Raw. Boom! There you go. Take so, them off the air entirely. You know, we talk about how they should be pushing more people, trying to get more stars, but they're afraid to do stars. The only star they have is Roman Reigns. On Fox, but on USA, no one, no one. But the don't feed. worry, the Han- all the hands feed. on deck next week. Probably Triple H will be on air. Sean will be there. They're gonna glass will break. Probably not because next week is the famous no, the Christmas. Christmas week lame duck episode. Nobody's gonna watch anyway. But you know yeah, what I mean. Like the radio they're, go they're gonna do a hands on deck <laughs> on try and get everybody to get over a two. Which if you go listen to the Monday Night War stories. Here at NoSellEntertainment.com. Nitro's getting a three. Nitro's getting a three. Raw's getting a six. Thunder's getting higher than that. Yeah, Thunder's doing better. Thunder's getting a 2.45. Uh, you're, you're below Heat. Thunder. Heat. Heat was getting fives when we were checking in August. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, uh, you're fucked. Uh, for, honestly. God, professional wrestling was so white hot back then, wasn't it? Yeah. And, well, they hotshotted everything. What happens when you hotshot, it, it, it kills you. It's 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 that way of, of hotshotting. Of, instead of doing... Or with some storylines, it goes months. And then with some storylines, it's segments. Now, in current day, it's all segments. When uh, when fans like us, hey, expand the storyline. The hey, people bitch, it goes too long. Like FTR and uh, Young Bucks. It went too long because they thought they can have fans in the arena. Yeah. Bailey and Sasha went Fuck, too long. Because they wanted to get fans in the arena. But back in the 90s, it was... Unless it's unless it's an Austin Rock storyline, that goes three months. However, every pay per view they're facing each other instead of one pay per view. It months. also goes into what was big twenty years ago. Again, it's a cyclical thing. Remember, uh, in the late two thousands, WWE wasn't great, but it was still a hell of a lot better shape than it was now. But they, but what did they push in terms of their of their talking points? Flair was the greatest of all time, not Hogan. It was all the 80s memorabilia and all that stuff. Now, it's the Attitude Era was the end-all, be-all. Everything from there was great. Uh, Austin's the greatest champion of all time. They're copying what you saw. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting hot shot everywhere because that's the Attitude Era. And look at the SmackDown we just did yesterday. Memorable episode is crazy. You can't find a show with more fucking hot shotting. <laughs> On a single one hour, <laughs> one and a half hour show. When, when there, that episode of TV. When there are, Triple H has five matches and all there's gimmicks. seven matches total on the show. Six of them were gimmicks. No, all of them were gimmicks. Yes. The Tri- hardcore match. Triple H wrestled in a chokeslam match against the Big Show. A uh, Inferno match against Kane. On SmackDown. This is one hour one of SmackDown, by the this way. Is, yeah. This is one episode of SmackDown. A casket match against Midian and Viscera. Supposed uh, to be Undertaker, but he left. A boiler room brawl against Mankind and a Brahma Bull Rope match with The Rock. All in one episode. On top of Chris Jericho wrestling Ken Shamrock in a first blood match. In hockey pads. In hockey pads. This is one episode. And then Hardcore Holly versus Al Snow in a hardcore yeah. match. Yeah. So. Seven matches all had bro? gimmicks. <laughs> bro. Okay. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Magnificent, but and you know nostalgia. Everybody's looking back. It was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah, but it was. That's literally like three weeks worth of shit for both shows. That is done in one night. Five 
pay-per-view main events that they yeah. put on a SmackDown. <laughs> they got like a 4.3 or something. Yeah. Uh, so, let me ask you guys this. We'll go back to WWE and Raw. How about less uh, Randy Orton trying to kill people? Like set people night. on yeah. fire. He set Bray Wyatt on fire, but then the Fiend just walks out of the fire, fine as can be. This is the stuff they're doing on Raw right now. Keith Lee losing to Miz and Morrison in a handicap oh, yeah, match. Yeah. Speaking, oh, uh, speaking of that guy. We'll get to that. Ooh, we'll get to that. So, yeah. um, do you think that they should go the AEW route of doing the namesake, you know, references, callbacks to the old earlier days? Because AEW, they do that a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. With like They brought Sting back, and he's not a draw, but Sting is up there with, even though. You can't do it. Yeah, not dirty. Nope. You know why? Why? Because they've been doing it for 20 years already, Joe. Stone Cold doesn't mean a goddamn thing anymore. Neither does The Rock if he came back, or Undertaker, or Goldberg. I mean, they've been doing it for 15 years. But someone different? I don't know. There's no one else different. Yeah, that's true. They're on AEW. Unless you're going to give legendary status to Christian. I don't know what really you're going to do at this point. Oh, he's been back anyway. Right? So they can't do it because they've They've, already overrun that. They've emptied their coffers on that one. They're fucked. They got no one. Lesnar. They're going to bring him back? Yeah, they'll bring him back eventually. I read that the other day. That oh, they're really? Talk, they're, out there talking about bringing him back for a triple threat match. Triple threat at Mania. Uh, triple threat at Mania. Him, Drew, Drew and, uh, Keith Lee. and Keith Lee, yeah. Oh, Keith Lee's getting a push. Well, that's what I read. Well, he's going to push them away. Well, or so let, let's, let's move on to the, from the ratings to the demotions. As this past week on Raw, uh, on WWE, the uh, lifestyles of WWE, uh, Vince decided to send all the big men from Raw and Otis, back down to the PC because they need training. I have a different outlook on this. Yeah. I don't see a problem here. It's good for them. It's good for them. They're not getting house show reps. Uh, You cannot deny that at least with Otis and Keith Lee, their work has gone down the last couple months being on the main roster. There's nothing wrong on your days off of going down and getting the reps to try to get better again. The other guys just suck. Does that... Dabakato? Does that say more about the roster they're on, though, that Keith Lee sucks? I mean, yeah. That's, you know. They were, yeah, both, on, they were both on Raw last night. <laughs> yeah, they weren't demoted. They just have to go down on their days off and fucking put the reps in with Drew what, Gulak. Didn't they say that uh, I saw that Vince we just promote wants... Drew Gulak? Huh? How about we just promote Drew Gulak, then? He's so fucking good. <laughs> Sounds like they promoted Bring him, him up to they trainer. him to the elite trainer. Yeah. Forget those NXT guys. Gulak trains all the fucking did they, po- stiff, did they do a PowerPoint segment? <laughs> Uh, the, I saw a rumor about them saying Keith Lee ne- needs to lose 30 pounds. Oh, they said that when he came up. Mm. And he refuses to. You know who you talk to? DeLorean Brown. You know DeLorean why? Brown, baby. just bask in his fucking glory. I think they're going to... Uh, he'll be basking in MLW in a year. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Or AEW if they just keep but signing I, to her buddy. It's basking funny. Me, yeah, people, people are freaking out about Keith Lee being sent down. Reckoning. Some with uh, Keith uh, with Otis. And then the other two like... Well, one's a, one of the guys is AJ's bodyguard who doesn't Who's do never it, wrestled. Who doesn't wrestle. Yeah. And then you have Baba Kundo, whatever. Dabakato. Dabakato. That. And don't forget you, Mace. And Mace. Oh, yeah. Mace. <laughs> as they sent him down because, hey, those other three, they really don't do anything on Raw or SmackDown. Because they're, they they brought uh, Dabakato. Um, Cabbage well, patch. Yeah, raw he got sent got to raw nixed. underground, and then I got nixed. Well, let's put you this way: Do you, I don't blame Otis for regressing. The way they've used him. This oh yeah, year. he was top of the world on WrestleMania. Now <laughs> he kind of overexcelled. No, he did. No, he like, did. Money in the Bank was in May, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. No, he, no, he absolutely overexcelled, <laughs> he, and he was he never going to be a main guy. <laughs> but the way they've done him dirty since winning that briefcase. So, 
I wouldn't be given a thousand percent either. Especially when I'm just jobbing to anybody. And I can't believe the storyline they're doing on SmackDown with him. Where he is under Chad Gable's tutelage. His, he's his mentor. Shorty G. He's treating him, not anymore, he's Chad Gable, Olympian again. Nah, I'm going Shorty G. And he's trying to teach him how to be that American Alpha kind of guy. But he's a prick doing it. I'm like, are they, are they doing another teammate going to screw over Otis after they just did one? And they created this yep. one for the sole purpose yep. of screw. Jesus Christ. So is Chad Gable the Lex Luger of WWE? Oh, no, Otis is the Sting. That's what they just said. That's, <laughs> that's rough. It's uh, and Keith Lee. I think they've already crushed Keith's <coughs> spirit. I think he's. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. What are you talking about? They just did a 24 on him. Yeah, and most of the 24 was, man, be better. You know what? <laughs> You've got something. You, you be better. Keith Lee, like the shitty way they handle him reminds me of what Brodus Clay yeah he he was so different than everybody else and they had no fucking idea what to do with him and they ruined his fucking career and they need different they need so much everybody is the same what I'm just thinking of Keith Lee coming out now. Funk is on a roll. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's when he comes don't back. Don't say that. Don't yeah, fucking do it. When you said that, you I'm like, God, man, don't, damn it, don't change this guy. The Keithosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and Reckoning comes out with... Baskosaurus. Bask in my funk. Bask in his funk. Gotta bask in his funk. God damn it. Bask in his funk. Please call his mama. <laughs> no, fucking for real, call his mother. <laughs> yeah, she's worried sick. Yeah. For so he bad. is funky. Call his mama. Oh, God. The only living, <laughs> so, breathing. Yeah, so they're doing another tag team with Gable and uh Just to tear Otis. them apart. But but it's like, look at the Iconics. They tore them apart. And Just to put her put, in a tag team again. Both of them. We're going pu- we're gonna to push Peyton Royce into a tag team with Lacey Evans. Push her to the moon, no, Lacey Billy Evans. Kay's, Billy Kay's actually getting She's the push her into Yeah, she is. She, uh, Billy Kay's the one walking around on each. Uh, you know what I blame? Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. God damn it! Man. I blame them. Ironically, yeah. Ever since the early '90s, when he realized Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were so fucking talented, his whole thing now is holy shit. We just need to put teams together so one of them could become fucking great, tear him apart, and push that guy to the moon. Notice they've never really invested in a team since then. They got lucky with the Dudleys, Hardys, Edge, and Christian, and they just let it roll for a year. Which you can soon listen to on the Monday Network. But stories. they didn't really do anything with them. They just put them in the same match over and over again until people got sick of watching it. Sounds like the New that's, Day. That's all they did with them. Yeah. They got lucky with the New and Day. Look, and they've tried with Kofi, and now they're going to do it with Biggie to like break apart. New Day existed just to break them apart, make a star. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Look at look at how many times they pulled Billy Gunn from a team to try to make him a star. It, That's true. Be a star. I've heard Big E's uh, for the main event of Mania. I've heard Goldberg for the main event of Mania. They don't know yet because they're fucking desperate. I'm they're, in the main event of Mania. They're worried because they're this trying guy. to figure out what's happening with a Mania. Probably not they don't know a, where a it's going to be. Oh, there'll be one. They well, it'll one. be in the fucking Thunderdome. Probably. So, but here's the fun part of where the fuck are they going to put that? Where they going to be? When MLB because when, yeah. when WrestleMania comes around, the Rays will kind of be using them. <laughs> I, well, I heard yeah, not. Yeah, maybe yeah. not because they're going to have. They want all their players vaccinated, so it might be after May before they can play. But still, once, still cutting but, close. But still, when that time comes around, yeah. 
Welcome to the award-winning Thunderdome. Honestly, play ball inside Orlando <laughs> yeah. bowling alley. They can just fucking do it at Mar-a-Lago. Fucking yeah. ex-president Cheeto fuck. They can go up to where the like uh, where Daniel's gonna have that fight up in Connecticut at that casino. Oh, he'd love to do it in Connecticut. Exactly. Do it, as, you know, do it at your house, Vince. Yeah. Pussy. Put it, do it in your backyard. Yeah. Chad, too bad. And I know. <laughs> Sex want. Ferguson could show up. <laughs> God damn. I'll bury you. Don't bury me. <laughs> that, that company straight up is fucked. I don't know what oh, they're yeah. going to do. I mean, I've never... We joke about it all the time, but this fucking company is sunk. And they're now... They're living just on the fact that they have cachet. Oh, yeah. But it's a dead company. Can you imagine the ripple effect if USA is like, we're terminating the contract with World Wrestling Entertainment? Oh, FS1, you want Raw's on Monday? Fox would be like, I I feel like Fox would be like, "Um, we're going to relook at this contract. Yeah, Fox would be like, well, you're not really killing it on Fridays, so we're good, dog. Not killing on (laughs) Friday. Maybe go to Spike. Then all, no, is it Paramount? Paramount. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, you all need the network. That's been the answer all along. Raw, live on the network. And they were correct six years ago. If it's they had done it then, they, fucked, they fucking missed their, their timetable. Just too it. late it, now. It, yeah, it, they fucked up. Yeah, it's the, it's the point of, once again, it's just... Peacock. Maybe. Oh, fuck. They'll dude. do... Pe- join, uh, join Peacock. <sighs> they, Hulu. Uh, live Hulu. They... I lost what I was like. I have no idea. I had something and I lost it. Or Vince just gets Fuck all Vince. fucking cranky and on his Got deathbed sells the company assets to Tony Khan and that new AEW network is a fucking beast when they roll out with 2,000 episodes of Raw on demand. Do you know that? I think, I think yeah. there was one point last week because Kenny Omega was on Impact that at one point the ratings were better on Impact than it was on Raw. So his segment did like 1.2 million people. Yeah. yeah. Again, Kenny Omega put butts in seats for Impact. And he's coming back this week. It'll be diminishing returns because it's impact. But the point is proven. So uh, all the people that can make Kenny Olivier is a draw. Yeah. All the people that can make moves are on the other company. It was. It was funny because I was watching um, Triple Mania on Saturday. It was on YouTube. And Bound for Glory. Right? Where's Bound for Glory? That was October. No, no. Final Resolution. Final Resolution was the same day. day. However... Both shows were teasing Omega. So I'm like, one's in Mexico, and I think the other one's in Canada. So how is... Uh... Well, that's okay. I know they're Nashville. They Nash- tape in Nashville. Okay, that's what I thought. Nashville. I'm like, so is he just going to show up here and then no, go... Im- Impact had motherfuckers Rick Rudin all night on Saturday. You yep. had Omega in yep. Mexico and an Impact at the same time. Yep. Then you had Chris Bay on Impact in the New Japan Super J-Cup at the same time. Yep. Along with TJP. Yep. There's, everybody was Rick Rudin on fucking oh, Saturday. Yeah. You don't worry about that. There's, there's <laughs> like, and like, the funny thing about that is I was looking at Twitter, and like nobody on Twitter was like, how is Omega being booked for both shows <laughs> if they're live? And it's just like, yeah, I'm surprised oh, I mean, no one Final brought that up. Was... Taped like a month ago? Even that, they just taped his stuff oh, yeah, the other yeah. night and yeah. Yeah, shoved it in. But it did have a Bullet Club reunion with him and Carl Anderson, and he was a total dick to the machine gun, too. Why don't you be like the old... Oh, why don't you be on a mobile machine gun? Yeah. You, you, it's going to take you more than a minute to beat Ethan Page? What the fuck? Come on, get, where's the old machine gun? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It's moving. How much you want to bet the fallout of if this thing was, is really successful with Omega? 
Cody's gonna get so fucking jealous that he doesn't. Next week, numbers. Cody Rhodes on Impact. Uh, Ring of Honor, sir. Oh, yeah. Ring of He's Honor. gonna get so pissed he don't move the needle like O'Kinney does. Uh, newsflash, Cody, you don't. Yeah. Come on, guys! It's like that meme we saw of what Kenny, what uh, of uh, what Cody thinks of himself as Dusty, but what reality <laughs> thinks of him, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> that was a... Cody a Rhodes. <laughs> uh, will probably block me on Twitter like Jericho did for saying this, but uh, he is Triple H. He just. Oh, oh yeah! No, oh, he he got his my chance. God, he got dude. his chance. He found his money mark. Yeah, and now he's Triple H in it up. Oh, it's all about the roads <laughs> the and one, how you play it. The one thing gets me, <laughs> the one thing that gets me so much, is on. I don't mind pay per views, but on Dynamite, everybody has to sit through that elaborate, long ass like <sighs> prelude to Cody's entrance. Yeah, it was week. like the fucking. Oh my god, the C's part I, and he comes out. I hated uh, Omegas, but I love it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cody's is so much okay. more like obnoxious. Like, yeah. really? And he comes like rising up through the floor. Well, Arn Anderson's just hidden in the ring already because he's like, I don't know. It's <laughs> like the joke we are, that we are, the comments we bring up about how it's funny that the, the big five, the EVPs, get all the pyro because they're the bigger name and stuff. But it's like Cody's is just over the top. Oh, yeah. No, he, it's full on Triple H 2003. It, what's crazy to me is I don't know why no one, like, I thought of this when it started, but like, because Cody is more or less the guy who's in charge. He's yeah. kind of the lead guy, he's, right? He's Every, got everything he's he knows about production. And he learned from Vince. Like, why? How was this going to be different? <laughs> right. I don't understand the mindset of that. Maybe if like the Bucks were running it or Omega, maybe. But like, he learned everything for a decade plus from Vince. I can't like, believe I'm going to say this because I'm not his biggest fan. But Omega needs to use more th- control. He needs to exert more authority. Creative needs to not work for him, brother, because, a little more. <laughs> and you weren't here. We were talking about this the other day. Of all the executive vice presidents in that company that are wrestlers, mm-hmm. Omega by far has been the one that has used his power the least. He yeah. Just, he, can, he books the women's stuff. and you know, all the Asian chicks there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got all that. <laughs> but he just, you know, he books that and he just does his matches. And it's just now he's beginning to be pushed as a... He needs to exert because he's the actual mover. He moves the needle. Yeah. Him and whether people like him or not, him and Moxley move needle. Sting moves the needle. We'll see how I'm on the Jericho line. Jericho uses <laughs> the needle. What? Jericho yeah. used to Use, move the needle. Yeah. Now, now he just inserts it in. There it is. Uh, one of the funny things I would say about Cody that he's been doing is the uh, Sammy Guevara blog he does. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a wrestler, Frego del Sol. Yeah. And he's known for the Tornado DDT. And there's two Cody's on the blog. There is uh, wrestler Cody who loves Frego Del Sol. Like he's like, "Hey man, you're gonna do the tornado DDT tonight? Please do it, please, please." And then like he doesn't. And then like they show Cody after the match. He's like, "Never believe in your heroes." <laughs> and then there's suit. Then there's suit Cody. So when Frego sees him, like, Cody, what's up? He's like, "Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck away from me!" Because yeah. he's suit Cody. <laughs> And then, uh, like, on the last recent blog, uh, Cody and Brandy were going to make it spicy, so he wore a Franco Del Sol mask. He's like, who am I? <laughs> that part's actually kind of funny. <laughs> so, like, Cody, I feel like, remember that Von Eric or Armstrong comparison I made the other day? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Rose family's kind of like that. Uh, Dusty had everything. Yep. Dustin got the work. Mm-hmm. Cody got the political mm-hmm. structure. Although he's not as good at it as Dusty was. And Dustin doesn't try. He's never tried to be political. Ever. What did Brandy get? 
Uh, Big tits? Nine herpes. inches? Herpes. Whatever she can get Chats Cody to pay for. <laughs> I, don't, there, I don't think there's a more... Um, I watched this during... I thought this during the Shaq interview, mm-hmm. which was a joke, by the way. I don't think you don't a, I don't think there's a naturally more unlikable person in the wrestling business than Brandy Rhodes. Heffa. <laughs> that I promo mean, was great. It was good. But she just comes off as so fake and disingenuous and snotty and yeah. she's like everything bad about Stephanie point. with nothing good. All right. But I have one for you. Yeah. Deny of X. Oh, she's just trash, period. She's yes, a I human agree. being. Yeah. Just as a human being. Yeah. As a human being, yeah. Uh, that's, you're not wrong. <laughs> trash. Rebel Cup. Trash. Oh. Sir? Or what? <laughs> John Cena in my shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'll like throw to... it in the front round. Someone will lose their fucking mind. Rebel Cup one. Let's uh, lose our fucking mind when we mark out and no sell for WWE TLC. I don't, I don't, know, I don't even know if this. I know one match. All right, let's get into it, shall we? I, I don't know. I, I know the SmackDown ones. First match I don't know to mark out no sell. Oh, it's Kevin Owens. Okay, I know that. For the Raw Tag Team Championship, it's the New Day of Kofi and oh. Xavier versus the Hurt Business of Cedric and Shelton. No. I forgot who the Raw Tag Champs More were. black on black violence. Yeah, no, we're, well, in this company, are you shocked? That's mm-hmm. kickoff. Is it kickoff? Probably. Uh, uh, kickoff, I'm, there is none yet. I'm no sell. That's the kickoff. Yeah. I'm going to no sell this as well. Pretty self-explanatory. Oh, I said no. I'm going to be somewhat down. controversial and guess that the black team will win the title. Let's go to our next match, guys. Won't be wrong. For the, <laughs> as they just did it on SmackDown, for the Women's SmackDown Championship, Carmella versus Sasha Banks. Okay, so no sell. Nope. No sell to that. <sighs> have you seen new Carmella? I have, and I, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I have oh, a wow. Paul McCartney theory about Carmella. Got it. Oh, I shit. think the real Carmella died, and there's a drag queen playing Carmella now. The makeup and hair has her looking like a dude in drag. It, it, you know, I'm into it. I will def- <laughs> I will slightly defend, but it's not not yeah. that. It's because well, her hair is a shit ton of extensions now because her hair is like the Bailey length that she extends it down. Every to her woman belly has butt. to have extensions in WWE. That's I, the way. I it just want to hear Corey call her stuff. God, which one? Him or yeah, both? Both. But shitty, the but shitty Graves, one. The shitty the one. Shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll call her stuff all day long. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next match for the I put my dick in that one. Women's Tag Michael? Team Championship as Denia uh, Vax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and TBD as uh, Lana was taken out last night, so she won't be in the tag match. Hey, good news. I understand this is part of the push for Lana. Oh. Uh, she's so she's going to come back. She's going to be taken off TV for like six weeks as a push. Uh, but who's going to be your, looking at me like, so who's going to well, be I, the, like, I don't know if you're joking or not. But, no, no, I'm oh, serious. Jesus. Yeah. That's part of the push. Yeah. For her That's already of a push now. They give her one win and she's off TV and out of a pay-per-view. Well, she did go at ma- uh, ass to mouth on Nia Jax last night. <laughs> she may need six weeks to recover. Um, she does that to No sell. It's, called, it's probably going to be Mandy Rose. But what are the, the two we did? Uh, it's I Mandy. Have, you're probably right. Because she just returned and helped Asuka. I'm scared to death it's Charlotte Flair, so talk me off the ledge. Next match. Wow. <laughs> I really no-sell this. I tripled no-sell this. Mark out. <laughs> our I next, want to watch the world burn. Please have her come back as Charlie. Our, our next match <laughs> is just a singles match in this gimmick of a pay-per-view, as it's The Fiend versus uh, Randy no Orton. No-sell. No no Hear me out, Corey. No. 
we've never seen this before. Randy and the Fiend. He just jumped. Where'd he this go? This is Bray Wyatt. It's just Bray. No, it's the this Fiend. This is Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. Oh, Fiend. I was about to be like, well, oh, my whole argument, Jeff. Well, then I know Cell Times 2. Accurate. Uh, a TLC. Wait, is it Husky Harris? No. It's, uh, then I'd probably watch is it. Is it uh, Mike Rotunda's son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Bo. Um, it's Little Capital IRS. Yep. <laughs> little I. Lowercase I. Lowercase IRS. Our first TLC match for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. It could be a good match. Corey wants to know, so it hurts him. It hurts him. It hurts him. He's so over WWE, but he's like, say the name. It's like Ralph from The Simpsons, like when the heart heart breaks. It's like, let's put it in Ramon and rewatch. It's like he walked by the dressing room when Alexa was getting those hands. Team Drew and AJ for a decade plus. I know what you're going to say in a second. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Vince, Drew Galloway. In AJ Styles. See what you did, Vince, you fucking asshole. I just no sold an AJ Styles match. Yep. Vince McMahon, I fucking hate you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the only match we will mark out for, for a TLC for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Mark out. I will mark out. This is a good game. Did you see the shit on Friday? Yes. When he attacked Kevin in the back. Yes. And then he goes to the camera and starts talking to Kevin's family. Like, to his wife. He's like, I don't think we've ever been formally introduced. I'm the head of the table. The tribal chief. I, I put food on your table. You're welcome. Tell, <laughs> tell Kevin to get his line. He's like, you need to tell Kevin to get in line. Kids, you need to tell daddy to do what's right. Or well, I will take that food off the table. <laughs> and then he just kicks him and knocks him unconscious. And then walk. He goes... <laughs> and walks off. I was like, ah! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All Ro- of the cum everywhere. <laughs> Roman is He's the still only- scraping it off the ceiling. <laughs> Roman is the, like we've said every week for the past two months, Roman is the only thing that Jody has. Yeah. No, it's the only yeah. painfully obvious. That's the card? Is At- there only one TLC match? There's two. The AJ and oh, okay. this match. Oh, yeah. There's only six matches. That card sucks. So there's going to be like Ricochet and uh, somebody yeah, versus, no, Jack Rick versus Rick is, Lucha House Party on the kickoff show. It's Ricochet and he's feuding with Retribution because they want him to join. Oh my God. So it'll be Ali versus... Uh, Why would he join? Cause yes. Because he, he wants to get rid of that cool name and wear a stupid mask and be called Fingerbang. The only thing I... The, I'll say this. The only thing... Flippy-doo. <laughs> the only thing I'm excited for in this dumb feud is a Ricochet Ali match. That's all I want. But they're taking too long. By the time they get there, you're going to be like, this is so bad. Well, yeah, he already faced T-Bar, Reckoning, yeah, Slapjack, Yeah, he's halfway Mace. there. He's halfway there. <laughs> Fuck this company. God damn, I couldn't be more... That sounds terrible. Get high, baby! No. Okay. That's I fine. will not. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to help you guys out here. by Turn getting, it up! Banging this, it. I thought it was two weeks from now. It's this week. It's Sunday. It's this Sunday. Yeah, because it was the Sunday before Christmas. Yeah. Which means oh. the Royal Rumble is literally five Six weeks, weeks away. Or something. I thought it was the 27th. No, I got requests yeah. that day off. Okay. Um, what a weird Rumble this will be. Can't wait. Three! The piped they, in they, countdown. They have <laughs> no Holy idea. Holy shit! Holy oh, shit! Yeah. I just thought about that. I didn't think about that until just now. This will be a fucking... Oh. Five, a four, three. The piped in, oh. piped in sounds have gotten 
Way worse. Oh, yes. It's literally all you hear. Are they going to ruin my favorite match? They are. They, yeah. they will. They, they're gonna, there's going to be a chant for like, this is for Pat or some they've bullshit, ruined, you know? They've ruined everything this year. <laughs> Why wouldn't they ruin the Rumble? Did Screw Vince, coronavirus. Did, did Vince, Vince create back. COVID? Yes, he did. Heard that. That motherfucker. God damn it. Sorry, Corey. Corey had the perfect point. He just... To manipulate everything that's everything he's yeah. ever wanted. You know, he might never, he might buy a fucking uh, empty baseball stadium and just permanently thunderdome this shit. You know, you you are right with one thing. Corey does have a point. His oh, point is of him uh, watching some New Japan stuff. Oh, thank God. I within watched a good day. wrestling this weekend. Within a, what, a day? Yeah. Okay. I watched the finals of the Best of Super Junior and World Tag League. That was the name of the event because usually they just. They had to do both tournaments at the same time this year. <laughs> so I was a little wordy, but, you know, it gets, you know. gets there. Let me pull up the uh, the old gimmick here since I uh, forgot that that's what we were doing right now. Okay, that's fine. I, I will say this. Babble on while I do this. I, oh, I got it. Easy. Um, one thing I will say that, that we were talking about NXT, uh, a, I mean AEW, is them somewhat teaming up with um, Impact is they did, they did another... 1980s style commercial with Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan selling, hey, come over to Wednesday and watch Dynamite. We have these great matches and this I, match. I, I love you, Tony. I died when Tony Khan looks at Tony Schiavone. He's like, didn't you work TNA once? He's like, yeah, one night and I quit the business for 18 years. Yeah, that was so <laughs> funny. Uh, so it's random six-man opener. Who cares? Um, I'm talking. About, I'm going to talk about the stuff that's going to lead towards Tokyo Dome. Okay. If there is one, there is. It's two nights. Uh, they're going to do it. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Maybe. Did I miss something? No. Go <laughs> on. Go on. I don't know. Do you have inside information? Do you have uh, sources? This uh, is literally the place to spill it. It's the podcast where we talk about this uh, stuff. I have some news out of Japan. Go ahead. What's the As news? The government is urging people not to travel through the holiday through January 11th due to the COVID spike in COVID cases. This could have a direct uh, impact on people going to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, from Jeff? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they just don't want Jeff there. That's what it is. It could. It, Fake it, news. Could, it could go tits up. Hell, I wouldn't put it past this fucking. I can't even say year, world we live in. Yep. Um, but as of now. Yeah, as of now. Uh, Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, and the Great Okan defeated Okada, Tanahashi, and Toa Hanare. Weird seeing Okada and Tanahashi on the same team. Oh, so that sounds weird. Um, but, man, Will Ospreay and Okada at the Dome, if it happens, is going to be fantastic. Um, the World Tag League Finals had Gorillas of Destiny beating uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley because they couldn't get any other teams in this year. <laughs> so they just re-ran pretty much every last year's. Mm -hmm. It was what it was. It was fine, but... <laughs> With what they could do, you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to have, like, fucking two young lions win the goddamn tournament? Yes. Yes. Best, Swerve, bro. However, best of the, as I put here, best of the Soupy Juniors 27 tournament final. Soupy? How much soup was there? There was a lot of soup. It was soupy. Uh, it was soupendous. Hiromu Takahashi defeated El Desperado in a four-and-a-half-star match. <coughs> this Qu was ridiculously great. Question. Yes. Does Desperado uh, take his mask off at oh, the end? He does. Oh, no, in the middle of the match. Middle of the match. Because what happens is her, uh, there's this awesome backstory that these guys were young lions together, hated each other, and always knew at some point a big match like this would happen for them. And Hiromu just attacks the mask, and he rips it half off, the top half off during the match. So Despy just kind of stands up, takes the mask off, 
and just starts fucking railing. I hope he keeps it off because it was a hell of a cool visual. And I hope this serves as like a uh, promotion to like serious junior heavyweight contention for Desperado because he's damn good and they need new blood in it. But Time Bomb wins. And then I watched the American Super J Cup tournament, which was fucking loaded with Where was that at? Uh, Is it Hollywood? Irving? Wherever they do the championship wrestling from Hollywood soundstage, like that primetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same soundstage. Okay. And uh, that one had uh, Chris Bay from Impact. It had Blake Christian from GCW. It had TJP versus uh, ACH in the first round. Had Leo Rush against El Fantasmo. Uh, just a lot of talent. Had Ray Horace from Ring of Honor. And it came down to uh, Leo Rush and El Fantasmo. And uh, El Fantasmo is just the biggest douchey dickhead prick you could ever fucking want to see in wrestling. Perfect Bullet Club member. He attacks Leo or ACH from behind in the finals, breaks the trophy over him before the match even starts. <laughs> And then just <laughs> fucking mauls him the rest of the time. Douchebag. Uh, he, he puts him in the trio woe and then goes to the tent. He, he does this amazing, like, drop kick. Just jump up and drop kick him in the face. And he goes, he goes full bore, but then he stops, jumps, steads down, and then just goes and steps on their dick. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. they're in the trio woe, just like, Damn. grinding on that son of a bitch. He's such a prick. Um... He wins for the second year in a row, and he says he's going to go to the Dome, although that could obviously be different mm-hmm. now. Um, and they were probably going to do some sort of thing where he takes on Time Bomb the first night, and the winner gets the title the shot in Taiji the second night, theoretically. But that was good wrestling, so that was fun to watch. Uh, I did watch, as I said earlier in the show, I did watch Triple Mania. Um However, it was it was on YouTube. However, it was the Spanish commentary. Um, Vampiro. No, Vampiro. Damn it. Uh, Play my fucking, fucking music. They did a uh, Marvel match. So they had four people come out dressed up as Marvel characters. So uh, Daga, Daga was, Daga was Captain America. Mr. Blanchard. Black Torres was um, Venom. Brian Cage was Thanos. And then Leo Rush came out as Spider-Man. And I honestly found that out today. I was reading, I'm like, wait, what? Uh, I don't... Omega had a good match on that Triple Mania. Against uh, Laredo Kid. Yeah, Yeah, he has their title. As he's the belt collector. That's the best part about AAA in Mexico, like Lucha. They don't give a fuck about their belts. It's the weirdest thing. Like Literally, like they have them. But just in Lucha Libre lore period, it's like the whoever has the belts means fucking jack all of shit, really. So he can keep that thing forever with this story <laughs> on. They don't give a fuck. Uh, then the main event, I I don't I didn't you know don't know the two guys' chess names. Chessman and Chessman and somebody else. It was like a clown um, and like clown. a fake sting. Yeah. Like a Wolfpack sting. Yeah, Wolfpack sting. Because this is playing all along. And um, yeah. I I don't. It was a hair versus hair match. Yep. However, I didn't know what it was. So, like, my whole time, I'm like, it's probably a career versus career <laughs> match. I don't know what it was. And during the match, they go over to the announce table, and they the guy grabs a, gu- a guitar and pulls one of the commentary guys over and hits him over the head with the guitar. The commentary announcer bleeds, blades himself. <laughs> That's amazing. Choke on that, slap nuts. And then, like, the match, like, uh, suddenly uh, ended. So they started cutting the guy's hair, uh, uh, chess man's hair. 
And um, they didn't, uh, they just were like, yep, we ran out of time. See, See you ya. later. Yeah, as they're still trying to cut the hair off. Deuces. So, uh, Triple Manor is fun. Uh, you can go to YouTube and watch it. So, uh, speaking of blading. Oh, speaking of blading. Oh, yeah. That was the segue. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Oh, my God. I forgot uh, to. We had our to do our Corey's homework. And, Corey, what did you uh, have us watch? I, uh, since we were talking about bleeding and blood everywhere the other night, I decided, you know what? Let's go back to where the, the hardcore talk about blood loss and wrestling started with the, the infamous Muda scale, where they still talk like, oh, man, uh, that's about an eight on the Muda scale. And that was the great Muda taking on Hiroshi Hase from December '92, New Japan Pro. It was almost like the same day. Almost. Yeah, it was December fourteenth. Yeah, today's the fifteenth. So, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, wrestling. Do you? You it's probably do know the background of what? What? <coughs> how did we get to that match? They had been going back and forth. Both of them are two of the legends of New Japan wrestling, certainly in the '80s and '90s. Hiroshi Hase, one of the best uh, of all time. Uh, so is Muda, who, by the way. <laughs> It's not going to be good. Uh-oh. But KJ Muto, Grey Muda, is getting a shot at the uh, main belt in Pro Wrestling Noah next month. Hmm. He's Checks like out. 58 and has like no knees. Checks out. He'll probably win because they're desperate to do something. You know. Um, but no, and uh, <laughs> when Muda goes under the ring and pulls out what I thought was a bla- or machete at one point because I couldn't get a good look at him, like, what the fuck? Yeah, you see how his yeah. fingers were all taped. Yep. So yeah, you knew they were just blades all hidden up in yep. there. And uh, we gigging, and they had no problem uh, hitting each other pretty hard. Uh, when he grabbed those plastic chairs out of the front row, I was like, "Damn, this shit hurts, man!" Uh, yeah, all, like, all my the, the, my biggest takeaway from besides the blood loss. That was my biggest takeaway. Was that ring that didn't move? Jesus, fuck those nineties rings! Jesus, oh so Christ, yeah. fucking dude. hard. My kid was like, <laughs> my, "My God, my kid does the Joe now." Like, whenever they're going to do a bump on the side, he's like, you dad, you know that's the hardest part of the ring, right? <laughs> and I You're was like, like... Damn you. And I was like, not in Japan. Nope. The whole <laughs> ring is the hardest part of the ring. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I actually watched it this morning at, like, 6.30 in the morning. Because I uh, was like, I need to watch this before. Um, I will say one of the cool spots I liked was uh, Muda put him in the uh, Dragon Fishman suplex. And like, did it. Yeah. And he, the guy, he kicked out by just, he's so exhausted. The match goes 20 minutes that he just like rolls over and it's just like, ugh. I'm like, that was amazing. But the bloodshed for Muda, he comes out wearing red face paint. And I went, yep. That's going to stay there for a while. (laughs) Because there's like a point in the match where like he turns the camera and all his paint's gone. I'm like, like four minutes into the match, he had that sting face paint. Yeah, he was famous off. for he had straight really color cool painter. Look, but man, it gone fast. Like, like damn, it, it was gone. Like, boom! I'm like, that. No, I don't worry, it'll be back. Yeah, then, love, then it was back. I love uh, the first time the crowd got a full screen view of his face. You hear, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't make noise when they nope. were because when they had, had him in that headlock and you could see his whole arm was just getting soaked. Yeah, they don't make, they don't make noise usually in Japan. He has so. his elbow on the mat, Muda does, and he lifts his head up, and there's just like a faucet. It's a fucking it's pouring blood. <laughs> yeah. Like, woo, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I wanted uh, part of this was fun for me because I wanted to see first. I was like, you know, let's go to the Muda scale. Let's see the famous match. But also, 
just an excuse to get you guys to see some new guys. Hiroshi Hase is a fucking legend in Japan. Played a pretty good dick there too. He was. He dropped him on ah. his leg on the guardrail. I, and he sold it the whole match. What do mm-hmm. you think? I can, I can. Oh, fucking them like throwing them off the turnbuckle, like just yeah. legit, just tossing them to the outside. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I've probably seen thirty Great Muda matches, and by that I mean I've seen the same match probably thirty times. Yeah. No Great Muda. Uh, the uh, he, he does the hits. The th- no, uh, the uh, Thunderdome cage match. Oh. Yeah. How do I? David put- Sting versus uh, Flair and Funk. Muda is an interesting. He's a legend. And great character was f- ridiculous in 89 WCW. Mm-hmm. However, he is the archetype for Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Like, it started with Muda. Like, you're going to get, like, great fucking wrestler of all time, great performance you'll remember forever, or you're going to get, was he even in the match? Yeah. Uh, this one, he was in the match. Yeah. I've seen plenty Muda matches where you're like, <sighs> <laughs> I mean, pure, like, take lazy Shinsuke, and that's, that's Muda. <laughs> so what's your star I'm rating? surfing today. I give this four and a half. I really like this match. I've seen it before. It's one of my ones that I go to. I would have went four. Yeah. I thought it was good. Booble, though. Oh, yeah. You, didn't you Stop have, kidding. Didn't you have a, something to A hot take? A hot take. <sighs> you were very objective. You, yeah, you were very. You said you'd like, save it for the podcast. Yeah, save it for the Don't tell me you forgot. Oh, I, I, this is going oh, Fucking bullshit. Rip. <laughs> fucking bullshit uh, put him on the spot I, 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 I did forget ah <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch I did forget I did forget I, I will also give it a four I thought it was I went three and a half must have been okay. a lukewarm take really there. <laughs> must be like every take like so, that match three and a half <laughs> boom roasted got him boom I, so, I struggled for next week <laughs> so what is next week what is our homework exciting? well I, I struggled but then I was like you know what Jericho's such a pompous ass and he talks on fucking twitter and I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that uh, he almost died during a particular match. Uh, oh, uh, we're watching that. And I haven't seen that match probably since it happened I was live. Gonna, I was going to watch it when I saw him say that, but I forgot. So I decided uh, next week we'll watch TLC match from TLC 2009. DX against Jericho for the Undisputed Tag Belts. Because one, I don't remember him almost dying. Me nope. either. And two... Honestly, I kind of hate that period of DX and all that, so I want to see if this is any good. I want to see if it holds up. Where, I was actively where was hating break anything. Break the walls down! That part was cool, but I was actively hating anything DX at this time, so I want to give it a shot. Okay. Well, so that's the match. We just got two words for you, Corey. Mm. It Next sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got three words for you. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirt. It's lit. It's lit. Fam. New rap sucks. Hey, Joe. Yeah. What happened on this day in wrestling history? Oh, what happens? Oh, don't look at me. That's that's his stick, you know. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh. Whoa, what's Corey. a suit? Holy Jeez. Corey, shit. Hey, Corey. Yeah. Uh, anything happened today? I uh, guess, in, in fact, yeah. some uh, something huge happened today in wrestling history. Ooh. Nine inches around. Nineteen sixty-three. Oh, that's huge. The most important figure in the history of professional wrestling in Japan, Ricky Dozon, dies of complications from a stab wound suffered on December eighth at the age of thirty-eight. This is the man that brought wrestling to Japan, popularized it. He was the pro- mentor to both Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki. Ooh. He was the first star. He Matches he had in the 50s got like a, an 85 share for TNG. I mean, I know it's the 50s and he got it's like ridiculous. three channels, but that's still, that's ridiculous. Uh, 
But here's, but and you know what, Devin, I'm glad you're here because right. you enjoy this kind of stuff. I'm not. What's he got mean? stabbed in Welcome. a nightclub. He got stabbed in a nightclub. Um, fans didn't know that Ricky Dozon was closer to the uh, night scene to the mm, the gentleman. Gentlemen in Japan. Ah. Yeah. I love the nightlife. I love the boogie. Now, more like the Yakuza. Ooh. Ah, that disco. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, one of them got annoyed at him. Uh, maybe over a business deal or money owed or something like that. So while he was at the nightclub doing his party, and the guy uh, went to the bathroom and pissed all over his knife. And then went and stabbed Ricky Dozon. The guy had AIDS? No, but you do know, <laughs> urine... Will, <laughs> yeah, it's not sterile. Urine will bring an infection twice as fast on a cut or an open wound. Or, so it's a good, it's a, it's a very popular way, especially in like Yakuza and other gangs or other uh, mafia setup to murder someone. Because ah. it's very hard to fight, especially back then, limited uh, options in terms of you know, medicine. Yeah. So yeah, pissed on the knife and then went and shivved him and he died. So, Jesus. The, the father of Japanese wrestling, one of the most important figures in pro wrestling history, because Japanese wrestling has been such a huge thing. Uh, so that happened today, 1963. How is that not a dark side of the ring? That sounds fucking right. Amazing. That needs to be a dark side oh of the ring. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. 19, pissing on knives and killing people? 1977. In one of the most famous matches in Japanese wrestling history, Terry and Dory Funk Jr. defeat Abdullah the Butcher and the Sheik. <laughs> To win the tag league. Um, this was crazy. All four guys brawled all over the building. Fans went scurrying in every direction. As you should. Fans were running from uh, the Sheik and Dory so fast they were running into Terry and Abdullah. Ah. <laughs> it was oh my God. bloody. It was crazy. I love it. In uh, the last one... Um, <clears throat> In 1995, a tribute show to Stu Hart was held in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He's still alive, by the way. It's weird. Well, he's dead now. I know, but then he's still alive. At the Calgary Corral, the site of many Stampede Wrestling shows. Here are the results of the show, which had a heavy WF involvement, but also some WCW. The Cuban Assassin and Jerry Morrow defeated King Lau and Mike Anthony. Makam Singh defeated the Gothic Warrior. Ronda Singh... um, uh, natural Girl Beef. Oh my we, god. That would be coming up on in 2000. What? <laughs> yeah. Natural Girl Beef? Natural Girl Beef? Natural Girl Filet? Remember Bertha Faye? <laughs> New yeah. York Strip? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, Na- yep. Natural Girl Beef. Is that Sean's wife? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> here and here, and I can't believe this happened in December of 1995 when Nitro and Raw had been going head to head for three months. Chris Benoit yep. defeated Rad Radford. Contracted to the WWF. Yep. Of course, Chris Benoit and WCW. So during the height of the Monday Night War, there's a contracted WCW wrestler wrestling a contracted WWF wrestler on a show somewhere. That's it's crazy. tape anywhere? Yes. I've seen it. It's on YouTube, I think. Weird. It's crazy that that was allowed to happen. Wow. One, two, three kid defeated Keith Hart. Here's a shocker when I tell you who the guys are. Terry and Dory Funk Jr. lost a tag match, Joe. Uh-oh. Um, Disorderly conduct. No. Guess, one guess who no. was on the other team where Terry and Dory Funk don't don't win. There's a, a, a couple hearts. There's one in particular. 
Is it, is it Bruce? It's Bruce. God Bruce damn it. Bruce Hart and Brian Pillman defeated Terry and Dory Funk Jr. Well, three of the four are really good. Intercontinental, Intercontinental champion Razor Ramon defeats Owen Hart. And world champion Bret Hart defeats the British Bulldog. No love for Owen. Okay. Uh, 2001 developmental wrestler Russ Haas, brother of Charlie Haas, passes away due to a cardiac issue. And then in 2002, the Armageddon pay-per-view was held um, where the, they had the uh, three stages of hell match with Triple H and Sean for the world title. Um, 2005, Jer- Chris Jericho announces a book deal to publish A Lion's Tale on this day. What a great book. Well, you can get on it's Amazon for $3. Phenomenal book. It's a great if book. If you don't have it, buy that book. It's such a good book. It's so good. Um, that's so a little more than last week. Where I was really grasping for straws. Yeah. Dude, just the stories in that book like about with him and like uh, with Lance Storm when oh, they yeah. first meet. It's so good, dude. That's a great book. Get an audio It's book one of the best. The part where he talks about uh, him driving. I remember this. Where he's driving away from his house to go train. And he sees his mom standing there saying goodbye. It's the last time he ever saw her stand up. Because she got in an accident after he was gone. Damn. And an abusive boyfriend. No, she died. And had an abusive boyfriend. And he at one point he was going to go kill him. And somebody talked him. His dad. His dad. His dad. His dad talked him out of going to actually. He was getting in the car to, to kill the boyfriend for. The book is so fucking good. Yeah. It's such a good book. It's one of the better wrestling books I've ever read. Like it's not Foley's good, but it's good. God. Although I think Foley wrote the forward to it actually. Yeah, he did. Uh, when it comes to wrestlers writing their own biographies, Foley, Jericho, and Bret Hart are three. Bret Hart's is fantastic. Is, books. is phenomenal as yeah. well. Phenomenal. It gets really sad towards the end, though. Forget the mother. Just the Owen dies. His life, Family man. falls apart. Just falls apart. Re- uh, divorce. Rides his bike. Has this fucking huge stroke while riding his bike. Has to relearn how to fucking walk. I mean, god damn. Life was rough for Bret Hart for like six years, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's... Uh, to get those audiobooks. Let's wrap this show up. Um... If you couldn't listen to us live, you can go to nostillentainment.com and listen to our podcast. <laughs> you can also listen to all of our shows, all of our podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Fucking Joe's got an imaginary Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>